Welcome to a James Brindley Academy podcast. To learn more about our academy, head to www.jamesbrindley.org.uk. You can download all of our podcasts via the website or stream them on Spotify. Thanks for listening. Hello, um, my name is Louise Connor and um, I work at James Brindley Dovedale um, and I'm the pastoral manager here. So um, the point of this podcast is we want to get a message across um, about children um, at this, like children at this school that have autism, um, a diagnosis. So we want to just share some of our advice and tips and things that can help other people. Um, so today I've got Sylvia, um, a parent of a pupil at this school, um, who's done a lot of work with um, getting messages like that across and still continues to. So I'll hand over to Sylvia so you can introduce yourself a little bit more. Hi, I'm um, Sylvia. I'm known as Sylvia Louise in the autism community. Um, I am autistic. I don't like the term have autism, but I understand a lot of people still use that. Um, there's been a lot of consultation at the moment on the autism strategy in the NHS and the government autism strategy and that is actually being changed to yeah. is autistic what? rather than has autism. I know because I've been consulting on it for social Brilliant. social care. Um, so I have um, a boy who is 12 and he is autistic and can be highly demand avoidant even yeah. though he's not pathologically demand avoidant. Um, and my daughter is uh, nine. Uh, she's not been in school for nine months. She uh, was unable to function in mainstream and she does have pathological demand avoidance, which is a subclass of the autism yeah. ASC autism spectrum condition. Yeah, okay. Um, can I ask you, when was um, both children diagnosed? Okay. Um, I can say my son's name, can't I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex fine. Alexander was diagnosed at just on his just a couple of days after his seventh birthday. Okay. Um, and Eve was diagnosed at six. Um, I knew very young that Eve was autistic, so um, I managed to get into Birmingham University with the psychology students and get her an ADOS, oh, which um, in the final years of the students so they were being overseen by a, a top prof and then I took it to the paediatrician and just went look at that <laughs> so she was diagnosed really easily um with as being autistic and Alexander was more challenging I didn't know I was autistic till I was till I knew the kids are okay. I was always seen as uh, bohemian Oh, I always thought you were diagnosed like no, young I was age. And... Diagnosed in my early forties. Wow. Prior prior to that, I um, struggled massively and was told I was anxious. I was depressed. Um, various incorrect, unhelpful labels, and that I really ought to just pull my big girls' knickers up oh, and get wow. on with it. So I'm allowed to say knickers. You can yeah, say knickers. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, in terms of uh, your daughter, yeah. obviously with girls, it's quite, um, they're known for masking. Yeah. Uh, so how did, what were the signs, so that right. if anyone is listening to, if they've got a girl, okay. what, what picked up for you? My myth bust on this is um, how 
we tend to talk about a male and female presentation. Right. Now, I would say there's lots of males out there that probably have a female presentation. Mm, yeah, and I'd say there's lots of females out there that have a male presentation. You've got quite a few females that present as males in this school, for instance. Yeah. Um, I, I've spied some really interesting, wonderful girls that you have. Yeah. Um, very challenging too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, yeah. No, they do, but you know, especially a couple. I think they've moved on. But um, so for me, I would say people now say to me, "How did anyone not know mm. that I was that I am autistic?" Okay. And I think when you grow, and this is why I object to therapies like applied behavioural analysis, which is naturally successful successful in appearance but not necessarily successful i don't think masking is successful no. i don't think masking is a tool that should be encouraged no, no, no. but we are encouraged from very young to fit in yeah so to be successful we copy others of course. and i copied some terrible role models made some terrible mistakes and i won't go into some of them because they're probably after the nine o'clock <laughs> but um you find that with a lot of girls so yeah. i um and I ended up hanging out with the interesting people yeah. at school. Um, and I was able to hold down a pretty good job, but I couldn't do anything else. Right, okay. So I, would, I worked in a stockbroker's and I passed my... Even though I didn't get a very good school education, I couldn't function at school. I spent most of the time feral jumping over the fence with no oh, shoes on. Okay. Um, I was very articulate. Yeah. And I think also being articulate, they couldn't understand why... I wasn't learning. Okay, so you wasn't quiet at school. No, or I was. Any of that. I was the loudest, most out there. Out there, you wanted to be heard. Yeah. yeah, I think on one of my school reports, it it says, "Please ask Sylvia not to kick my door down when she <laughs> wishes to discuss an injustice in the school." The headmaster was very familiar with me. I I have a real passion for justice. Yes, justice yes. is my thing, and yeah. I think that's it's manifested in. Um, I do used to do a lot of anti-death row advocacy and stuff like that and now I tend not to do much of that it's all about autism and fighting for right. the kids and okay and fighting if that makes sense okay. but I've always been um I think I wanted to be a politician when I was younger wow. and um, now I've decided I couldn't be a politician because they're a reprehensible bunch and I wouldn't follow the rules <laughs> but um okay that's fine so but in in terms of Heidi was there any from the from what age was you was you picking how old was she when you were seeing and what was she seeing very young because I, I was seeing a lovely child who when she was very young fitted in right um, I mean she was at the same nursery as another girl that's just started here okay and I could see the difference in that child Right. And to me, that child stood out more than my daughter. But as she was going through nursery, I was noticing she was learning how to get the right reaction. So she'd run up to people and go, <laughs> right. and they'd just be like, oh, you're so cute, you're yeah. so lovely. But actually, she was still doing the same thing at seven or eight. Right, okay. And her peers were starting to look at her like she was strange. Yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. But she's incre she doesn't have any learning difficulties like my son does. She's incredibly gifted in art, um, but she internalises everything. So um, she has, she'll see berries and think she may have eaten them and all of a sudden she's dying, okay. things like that. Okay. So, uh, But that is catastrophizing, yeah, which is it. what a lot of autistic people do when they can't process anxiety. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm not going off too much, am I? Of course Are we not, cool? no, yeah. no, you're okay. all good, yeah. Um, so... 
Um, Heidi's been out. Has she been Eve? Eve, sorry. Yeah. I didn't sign Heidi. So because, um, Eve, sorry. So, yes, because, I know yeah, what, she's yeah. got a friend called Heidi. Yeah. She? So Eve has been. Um, has she been in and out of schools? She was in mainstream until recently. I could see that she wasn't functioning in mainstream even though she was masking. Yeah. But I could see by how the impact on her mental health was. Yeah, that's so, it, yeah. And I was bringing, having had a very trickily managed situation with Alexander in that same school, um, I, I always tried to maintain an open relationship, but I felt, I think I was a bit more impatient about getting Eve sorted because I didn't know as much with Alexander. Yeah. And I could see that her mental health was breaking. And that's the thing. So it? I ended yeah. up taking her to a private psychi- psychiatrist I know, Dr. Minnie Joseph. If anyone needs a private diagnosis, she's amazing. <laughs> she's ex-CAMS. That's and, good. Yeah, um, good advice. She's well known in Birmingham. Um, and I thought Eve was exhibiting OCD right. and that her mental health was deteriorating to, due to anxiety in school and the pressure of school. And when it came back as pathological demand avoidance, I was a bit, ooh, right. because I only knew the presentation of the very um, less passive. Eve's very passive okay. in her avoidance. Um, you know, it's very rare that you'll see her actually explode. She's more likely to shut down yeah. and, and want not to be on the planet anymore. Okay. So... Can I ask you, have you... Um, is this... Because you, you know a lot of terms and, you know, and you're very okay. well educated on a lot of you. So is that something that's come with experience or do you go out of your way to educate yourself so you know your children inside and out? Right, the way I work, I don't have much patience but I have hyper-focus. Okay. So my children are the most important thing to me. Of course, yeah. So my hyper-focus, so that I can prove that my children need what they need and that I am their expert. Because as a parent, we're often told we're not expert. I am my kid's expert. Yeah. And anyone who tries to tell me I'm not can have a cup of tea somewhere else away from me. Yeah? Right. Okay. I didn't sweat. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I didn't sweat. And um, so I I get brain crushes on people. Okay. Right. So there's like a, a guy at the moment on the PDA circuit who's amazing. He's the best PDA person diagnosed with lived experience who hasn't got any other mental health yet. So Harry Thompson, if anyone, it's PDA paradox. It's amazing. So I've kind of stalked him a bit. Okay. And he's been very tolerant because we've had conversations, but I also appreciate his tolerance, but I've learned what I need to learn from him. I've, Got in, I go in contact and meet speakers. I go and turn yeah. up at speakers. Um, our doctors know that if there's a problem with my children, I'll be waiting outside yeah, their office if I can't get yeah. an appointment. So I think I'm I'm a bit different to most people in a sense that I get latitude because of my condition, which I'm grateful for, but other people might be seen as a bit of a nut job okay. because they are so important to me. And I think I don't let anything drop. Yeah. If I know, I know, and I find out. But like um, you said, from a young age, you've always been about justice, and yeah. you want, you know, to do right. So. Yeah. And t- when I say brain crush, it's brain crush. It's not inappropriate. I'm not doing anything inappropriate. No, no. So, but yeah, I've I done. understand. But a lot of autistic people do do that. We, um, we focus on people's brains. Okay. So I, when I make friends with someone, it, my friend said to me, it's like a job interview. 
because I take everything I need out of their brain and I assess them. <laughs> and if they meet my criteria, they right. can be my friend. Otherwise, they can do. So work. you've got kind of like a, a tick box or in your head. Yeah. When you... Well, people have to have a functionality. Yeah. If they're not fun, even my husband's functional. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. But actually, he enables me to not work to do the voluntary work to work around the children to um, do what I need to do whenever yeah. I need to do it if I need to just chill out for a few days yeah. and ignore the house um, he accepts me as That's I am um, when I'm being completely unreasonable with him he works around me he pretty much works the same way with me as I might work with some okay. of the kids sometime and I have people that drive me around and That's keep me calm I have but you'll, you'll, you'll notice that. I often turn up with people. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my drivers. I have... Um, they're my friends. But... Are you and I like them. Yeah. And I it's reciprocal. I do things for them. For like them. I cook yeah. for my husband. And I talk to him. Yeah. And things like so that. So you will, uh, there's no yeah. doubt that you always show that level of respect. And but... Like, give and you but... Give if they weren't functional, right. I wouldn't be in my life. <laughs> Which and is, I'm really honest. Which is, and that, that, I suppose that's about protecting yeah. yourself as well, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 I don't, haven't got time for um, <clears throat> just friends. No. Because they don't mean anything to me. And I'm no, not being it. horrible. No, that's just They, they have to be brain wise interesting. Yeah. And they have to provide a function. Yeah. And well, they're bringing something to your life, aren't they? Yeah. And you're going to deliver. And yeah. you know the yeah. person that you are, you're going to yeah. deliver that back. And they're going to get a lot more trickiness from me um but also most of them tend to be people with children that i've helped yeah so yeah. it kind of works out but people tend to do a lot more for me than i do for them okay and I'm but not... it's good that you're aware of that well though, isn't it? it's kind of it's what goes with me yeah and i think one of the purposes of having a diagnosis of being autistic is it's self-validation people say you can talk you can look after your kids. Why do you need a diagnosis? Well, actually, you need to understand yourself. It's like, I really hate the term high-functioning. Can I talk about high-functioning? You can, if you want. Yeah. High-functioning is just rubbish. Okay. Because what goes into making me high-functioning is I have a support worker now. Right. I have... Uh, I think she's trying to help me get an ADHD diagnosis at the moment because my brain's just whizzing. Okay. Um, I digress. She, uh, I have... Uh, social worker for the kids which I've had to fight for I have an education guy which helps me I have people that drive me around when I go around locally everywhere I go there's someone who knows I'm autistic that can help me if I'm in trouble so it looks like I function really well but it's what goes goes into Into it it. and actually when that's taken away meltdown can be pretty painful I was um do you want an example of a meltdown? Or if would you, you, if you I don't mind. If you're comfortable to give that. I mean, yeah. because, it, you know, you no, share I'm happy that to, be... but what I don't want to do is give you something you would feel would be inappropriate. No, well, you... Okay. You, yeah. right. Well, I had, um, had a, a meltdown. My dad took me to France to not ski. Right, okay. okay. I was to have a rest. We were pre-tribunal and I was going a bit bonkers. And everyone agreed that if I wasn't taken out of the situation, right. I'd probably lose my nut. Okay. So he took me with him not skiing and I took all my tribunal stuff and we went through it. Um, and it was a nice place. My dad's very like me. He would, he's so on the spec. 
Right. He okay. hasn't been diagnosed, but you can see. I'll talk about him in a bit. Okay. But yeah, he's um he's fascinating, and I get on really well with him. And most people find him difficult to be around with, but I find him quite easy. Um, so we went to this resort, and we had a lovely flat that was to my specifications and his. Um, and all I had to do was go to the supermarket, buy a couple of things, and I my job was to prepare some food relax, swim, um, enjoy the fresh yeah. air, and if Dad didn't come down off the mountain, shout. Right, okay. And send the people out okay. for me. That was my job. Okay. And his job was to give me a rest. Yeah. And we went down to... Am I talking too much around no, it? Exactly. We went down... I, my friend smokes. One of my friends that drives me around smokes. And I wanted to buy her some cigarettes okay. to say thank you very much for supporting my children and my husband and everybody while I'm away because she was doing a lot of the practical stuff that I do and this tobacco was just really cluttered and I lost my footing and fell over right and I jumped up and I said oh I'm really sorry and let me help you pick things up and the woman checked I was okay and then she started to have a go at me and oh. say you're not to go anywhere you've got to pay for all of this oh, wow. and I couldn't think. I just kept saying, let yeah. me think. She wouldn't let me think. And then I ended up sitting on a bench, rocking, oh. mooing, swearing, shouting, because oh, she kept sure. trying to take my bag off me. She kept trying to take my oh, phone off goodness. me. She kept saying to me, you do not move. You pay, you pay. I told her I'm autistic. I know autism. And, um, you pay. and she was taking the mick out of me for having a meltdown. Oh. And um, in the end, the police came. Because oh. I was screaming, call the police. Wow. And it's you setting the right thing there. And the police came and they escorted me back to my flat and they got my dad. And when they came to talk to my dad about things, I, I couldn't calm down. I, I, was, I was hiding under the bed. Oh, bless you. And when they were talking, I actually went and sat under the table and I was holding onto the table and I was still rocking and crying. And... It was like being a small child again yeah. when everything gets really overwhelming. It was like I hadn't had one like that. And that was all because my safe people weren't around. Mm. My usual routine wasn't yeah. there. And I was doing relatively simple things in a relatively small area so I didn't get lost. Yeah. But Just that network wasn't there. And really, Dad was yeah. skiing. I had no one there to anchor on to. Oh. So that makes sense? Did, yeah, how old was you then? That was February. <laughs> it wasn't even long no, ago. No, it wasn't long ago. But it took me a long time to calm down. It took me a long time to decompress from that. But sometimes, as lad, you feel like, although it was awful and that, you know, that horrible experience for you to go through, just kind of, for me, it sounds like it was kind of a bit of a reminder about why you have that support network. Yeah. And it was like, now I know, and that's why I need it. And Well, I, I, said, I said to my dad, I, I said... You can't let me go anywhere on my oh, own. I was going you. like that. He said you can. He's yeah. like, you can go on your okay. own, but you just don't go to there. And we just will break it down every day. And we were sort of making a little plan for me every day. Oh bless you. So well, he sounds lovely and very supportive. He is. He didn't understand when I was growing up. Yeah. When I was growing up, he was like, "You will be educated," and I was like, "Potato and running off." <laughs> and um, oh. and um, and can I talk about? having a bit of a breakdown and going into hospital if you want to i don't mind talking about it it's all yeah. on my youtube but you'll see a lot of autistic people yeah 
especially in their late teens, early 20s, can no longer function. No. And then you probably see it at the end of um, school here. Yeah. They start... And the it, transition because it's, it's completely different, and isn't it? They didn't. They didn't know what was going on with me, and I just completely zoned out. Oh. I was just completely didn't know who I was, didn't know what was going on, and just wandering around a lot. And I, I did remember my dad's phone number, and phoned, and he came and got me. And then I ended up in a hospital. Oh, it was wow. a private one. I was very lucky he was able yeah. to do that. But they still didn't diagnose me with anything. That's so, so isn't it's funny. Do you think that's because if that was now, would you have been looked at like? Would you I think, think so. Like, do you feel like I was going to ask you that? Do you feel like in, with time that things have changed? Definitely. And Definitely. Because there was a doctor there, and she said, "I remember, I remember listening to her, and she said that I'd never amount to anything, and I'd always be almost catatonic." Oh, wow. um, and I think that spurred that spurred me on. Um, but yeah, it's. it's it is a bit different now, but if you look at the ATUs and you look at CAMS, I'm involved in a project with Basel at the moment, looking at ATUs and how children end up in them. It's still because there's not enough recognition. So had I been picked up, I wouldn't have needed to go into hospital. No. But that summer of watching grown-ups play hands, knees and bumpsy daisy, thinking they were crazy, because they did, and, okay. and being a git around art therapy... They were trying to get me to express my feelings, so I found a big picture of a uh, an orchid and made it look like a lady garden and told them to analyse that and ran out. Um, <laughs> I was just, oh, I was just avoiding everything yeah. because what I needed was a rest. Yeah. So you know now, in your life, is having a rest important? Totally. Yeah. I need decompression days. Oh, good. So, and uh, it's good that you recognise yeah. that. And I allow that for my kids. And you, I was just going to say, yeah. and I know that you, because that's important to you, I know that you notice when your children need it yeah. as well. And I'll say to you, you well, yeah, 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 yeah. And it does, and it, you know, it does benefit, it does help, you do yeah. see the difference after the bad But it's also, I see it as a medical need. Yeah. So one of the things I struggled with mainstream is they would try and market. Yeah. yeah, and whereas I'd be saying, this is a medical need for you to get the best for this child. My daughter's just had nine months. Mm. literally yeah. decompressing so okay so you've got a very interesting story and I think it's really helpful that, mm. and good that you shared that because you know someone might be going through this even mm. now and be undiagnosed or have similarities and so for you to share that you you know you may be and I think that's why I do share of course. it I, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable about no. who I am and I think diagnosis it's has helped amazing. me with that because it un makes me understand I think it also helped me see where my daughter was going yeah I could feel it yeah and um we we're very lucky forward thinking Birmingham I know everyone says they're rubbish but the Finch Road hub's amazing oh yes yeah. so and um you know her doctor I think Gallivan she's amazing she very few children of my daughter's age would be picked up at that young age mm. but yeah with her skill set she saw it Brilliant. And she's been amazing. And I think having the right clinical psychologist help and parents and family that have a are they safe, does it matter attitude, because that's our mantra in life. We work on not what everyone else is doing, it's are the children safe. So Alex could be having a meltdown and throwing things at the wall. Okay. Be safe. Yeah. I'll leave him alone. He's expressing. He'll, he'll calm yeah, down. Yeah. I'll walk away. Whereas other parents, they'd be going in and restraining yeah, it's them. It's all about safety, isn't it? Yeah. And what, yeah, yeah. Whereas if he was going to run in the street, I'd restrain him. Of course. Yeah. So, 
Um, so we work on, are they safe? Yeah. Does it matter? And my mantra is, am I safe? Yeah. I don't always know if I'm safe. That's why I need people to tell okay. me. But most of the time, if I'm familiar, like with you and a couple of other people, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. But sometimes I still say to people, am I safe? Yeah, yeah. You just need that reassurance. Yeah. Which is fine, isn't it? That's yeah. a good thing. It's good that you know that yeah. and that you're able to check in with that yeah. and rather than not knowing that's, no. that must be quite scary for some people who don't have that skill to be able to say, am I safe? Like, that must be quite scary for someone. It, it's, it, yeah, and the first time I said it was quite liberating. Brilliant. Because being able to say it. Yeah. That's so good. So I know that obviously you um, do, like you said, you do some YouTube videos. Mm. Um, the last one that I saw was, it was, we've just not long come back from the six weeks holidays and you was um, on the beach. On the beach and yeah. it looked lovely and the children sounded so happy. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, do you have any, um, first of all actually, we'll start with what are the barriers to going out? So when you know that you're planning a day out, what is it that you have to think about before and think, is it going to be like this? Is it going to be that? So what's the barriers to having a we good day We very out? rarely have a family day out together. Okay. And we accept that. Yeah. It's again, are they safe? Does it matter? Yeah. And it's meeting individual yeah. needs. So as I said earlier, we don't treat the kids the same. We work on, you need that to be successful. Yeah. So you get that. You don't need that to be successful, but you do. You've got your this. own goals, you've so, got your own targets. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't do this, everybody the same. It's what everybody needs to be successful. So very often, a day out will be, I'll structure a holiday actually. We go to a flat in Wales, run yeah. by, they're lovely. They're a you couple of old country and western singers that used to be quite well known on the circuit. And they just leave you alone, anything you want, but otherwise they leave you alone. It's very calm, very quiet, it's got its own pool and it's got fields of horses nice. out the back and it is it's quiet it's and it has everything that eve would have at home okay so it's got the wife for me everything these are all yeah. there for it and it meets alex's needs because um there's lots of stuff around that he likes to do so we do one transition down so that's one journey from our house in birmingham yep. down to wales so then if eve just wants to stay inside on that YouTube, day. that's yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. She's safe, she's happy, and then Alex will go out with Phil. Now this year we managed to go out a couple of times all together, and there was no demands put on her about it. We, She wanted to come. That's really good. And we had a couple of nice hours at the beach, and I was so like, we're on the beach yeah, together, it's amazing. Yeah. And you could see the happiness in yeah. your face. When you, on your but it was organic. It wasn't planned. Yeah. There's a lot of planning around yep. being able to facilitate. Almost backup plans in yeah. a way, aren't they? Yeah. But it's got to be organic. Yeah. You can, people say to me, you know, what would you, at the last minute, if she didn't want to leave the house and go on holiday, she and I would have stayed in Birmingham and Phil would have gone with Alex. Okay. And it's meeting different needs. Yeah. Because mental health is more important oh, than oh, anything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 So if so, if you was going out, um, what would be what in your head? What would be the thing that would be making you anxious about? Um, I do, for example, uh, you can choose. Like, like if would I you, go if to London to, on the train. Yeah, or if you were going to the farm, or you're going to Drayton Manor, or anything like that. So what would be your Drayton Manor would be a no go for me. Yeah. I only go on the disability days. Yeah, oh, they're fantastic, aren't yeah. they? So and um, so, what is the barrier? So what is if you were going somewhere like a theme park? What is that barrier? What is it that stops? I don't you going? go on rides. 
Right. They terrify me. Okay. Um, too many people. Too many people. Um, too many different sounds and smells. Yep. Um, people that stink. <laughs> so many stinky people together. There's all that sweat and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like it's um, oppressive? Yeah, like you, because just, there's so many people. Yeah. You're just feeling every sensory yeah. emotion. And it heightens as my anxiety heightens. And then I'm also having to hyperfocus to keep everything down, which okay. is exhausting because I've got the kids. Yep. So I wouldn't go you without safe adults. Yeah. So when I go, you will always see me with other safe adults that if I am unable to function, they will parent my kids exactly okay. as I would. That's and safe. that's another thing with my functional people. They, They've got, they're yeah, trained. So they're, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, that, and again, when yeah. we were talking about you going on holiday, you know, you're saying... It's quite organic, but there's still that backup plan. Totally. That's not like that. And you, you've got that security in knowing yeah. if I'm having my moment, I've got this. And yeah. it's good that you're aware of that and that you've got that plan. Yeah. So in terms of a, a, a positives, um, two things. So one, what is um, what helps having a good day out, first of all? Um, in my brain, I have a tree. Yeah. Okay. And I also have flying saucers with little aliens in, right. flying around. So my aliens are flying around, and those are like my balance, my senses. Right. And if they're going around nicely, that's fine. Good, if yeah. they're bumping into each other or hitting each other, then that's meltdown. I love this. Okay. This is brilliant. But yeah. in my brain, I also have a big tree, and there is nothing in the world that's unplanned on there. Okay, that's good. Everything is planned, so everything has a backup. And the reason I'm so successful with my children is hyper-focus and back-up. I plan and foresee everything. That's so good. Everything. And um, the things that send me loopy are small things that I haven't, like, no milk in the fridge. You haven't thought of So yeah. you'll find, if there's a, a disaster, yeah. I've got everyone sorted. Okay. But it's little things like when I was there and I fell over. Right. And I was in an unfamiliar environment. It just environment. threw you and yeah. then that's but it then, yeah. it's taking on the LA to get education healthcare plans and any sneaky tricks they're going to do, I've planned for that. <laughs> you read it. I've yeah. got it. I've you got, got the it answer. There. Yeah. And I work off scripts. So I can have these conversations with you because everything I'm saying is scripted. Yeah. So I'm confident to speak to you or I'm confident to monopolise a room full of people. Okay. And it's monopolising like as I'm monopolising you at the moment. Because I'm in my zone and I'm using my scripts. Yeah. If someone tries to do small talk or talk to me about, yeah. I can't communicate. Some with you them. wasn't planning. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Okay. Do you have any uh, recommendations on places that are have been successful that you've been to with your children or uh, seen or seen other people's children? Botanical gardens. Okay. It's fabulous. Um, Winterbourne House. Yes, it's lovely, fabulous. Isn't it? Yeah. The beach. Yeah. So calming. Uh, yeah. Light, Anything light. like like sensory and fresh air works yeah. for us. But well, if the girl will leave the house. But um, what else do we like? We like the cinema. Yeah. But we go when it's quiet that's and we it. have all our kids. Yeah. I don't think anything's unaccessible with the right reasonable adjustments. No, and it. I think there has to be an intention of wanting to go. Of course. Um. The thing about having an intention of wanting to go without the reasonable adjustments, often then the expectation becomes too great and you can't access yeah, it. It's yeah. like my son is wonderful for saying he wants to do stuff. I remember when he was in mainstream, he had this big monkey and he was going to go and enter the talent show and he was going to be really funny oh, with this yes. monkey. But the adjustments around facilitating him to do that, where they expected him to do it, okay. and he got on stage um. and couldn't do it oh. 
And the teacher was like, oh, he just didn't do it. He was really disappointed. Oh, bless. But it's the whole thing, isn't it? it, it nothing should be inaccessible. No as long as the intention's there and the reasonable adjustments yeah. and planning is around yeah. it. Was that a good example? Cool. Yeah, because yeah. that's it's like avoid, avoidance isn't going to give us the experience, is it? So we're no. not going to know. So if, if for example, but someone avoidance says, should be allowed. Yeah, Sorry. so it should be allowed. So if you if you recommend now, like, botanical gardens, for example, and yeah. then someone is listening, they're like, you know what, I haven't tried that with my child. Yeah. To give yourself a go, get yeah. that experience but plan, also, have your backup plan. Don't force yourself. But then if it's not something that you're comfortable with, yeah. or you go, the first step that, you know, you get to the door and actually your child is really struggling to even do it. Just home. go home. Don't yeah. put too much pressure yeah. on, oh my, this day has to be the best day ever and it has to. And I, but it's also implicit, yes, it's also implicit demands, isn't it? A lot of autistic people, even though we're not pathologically demand avoidant, we I struggle hugely with demand yeah. avoidance, so does my son. And this is, manifest when there's too much sensory stuff going yeah. on and there's too many demands yeah. on us yeah. um and a lot of people don't realize implicit demands and expectation and i think you have to look at expectation if you if there's a want to do something and you've got everything you need manage the expectations mm. as well because often you can have an expectation of something and if that's not met you're not going to be able to do it again. But yeah. also when implied demands is when if you want someone to do something, rather than, when we're anxious, rather than asking us directly, there's ways of maybe, yeah. oh, it would be good if I had help with this. Yeah. Rather than can you take yeah. that out. Well, yeah, or it, even like give me time to yeah. answer, give me time or, you know, it, yeah. that you know I don't need an answer right now. And, yeah. and, I and think don't it, force eye contact and things. Yeah. And just look at how you deliver it. If you're delivering your language in a very low arousal, non-demanding mm -hmm. way, because a lot of people think that by asking a direct question, yeah. that's helpful to us. But actually, if there's a demand in that question, when we're anxious, yeah. doesn't help us no, at all, no, because no. we're picking up the implied demand. Yeah, and, the, and that, um, I suppose that fight or flight is too intense yeah. at that moment for you to to even process what you're saying no. or how I'm going to answer. And, no. and going back to like the um, the days out though, like what I think is really key and important is is people not being too harsh on themselves. So totally. it, Yeah, so even if you do go out and, and you've got, you know, you get to the door and it hasn't worked, go in and you go home, he's feeling disappointed and it just doesn't, it just means it's the not right is, though, for the, you. The positive of that is you've done the process, course, haven't you? You give it the, a go. The process yeah. of planning that day. Yeah. Getting everything you need. Yeah, you didn't avoid it. At and all. yeah. Then the real positive is, is you haven't made yourself do something that's damaging to yeah, you. Exactly. So I think that is a more that successful day yeah, than actually pushing through something that yeah. is going to make you feel worse. Yeah, I agree. So taking from everything that you've said, um, I think having backup plans is very key and important. I think it's also important to. Um, look at what you have done and not what you've not yeah. done. And I think that needs to be recognised and praised all the time. But also look at what you've not done and why, and why you've yeah. not done it. Because yeah. actually often what you've not done, your skills of listening to yourself, your, yeah. your inner being is saying to you, I can't do this. You're being, that's for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but yeah you, but your brain and you... And, and you probably know what you're capable yeah. of and, and you've got to sometimes listen to that. And, totally. Yeah, so that's good. So, and listen to your child. Yeah I, yeah. I very much work on all behaviour is communication. Yeah. 
you know, if your child, it's true, if your child is behaving in a certain say, way, yeah. what are they saying to you? Some children will kick off and then be put in isolation. Mm. And then in isolation yeah. going, yes, I'm, I'm yeah, in isolation. That's, I don't like isolation. That's a bad thing for autistic people. Um, and many different reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, my son, he loves being handled. I remember oh. when he was younger in his infant school, the head teacher was lovely, our daughter, and the staff were absolutely lovely in the infant school. And he was running amok before he was, um, when he was being diagnosed. And I remember watching him, she was almost like, oh, hurrah, we can do our team teach. <laughs> so there's like about five of them carrying him, and he's oh, got, he's got the pressure around his wrist, and he's got all that lovely air underneath him. And he was doing that all the time, just and they were like, just, they just couldn't get it. And in yeah. the end, I said, you are providing... You're meeting a need. Yeah, yeah. you're meeting his need. Yeah. So his behaviour, he's communicating to you, if I, I do this, held. I want to be yeah, yeah, So, it, yeah, you do have to... So you look at negatives and positives. Yeah, definitely. So it's been so nice talking to you. Um, I um, watch your YouTube videos, and I know like some of your background story, but I didn't know it to that level. So for you to share that, thank you. Sorry. And yeah, I hope that um, everyone has got something from this if they are listening, and hopefully we can uh, do some more in the future. Yeah. Any time you want. Yeah, lovely. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening, um, and we'll speak soon. Bye. We hope you found this podcast informative and interesting. To get involved in the conversation, head to our social media pages and use the hashtag JBA podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel to never miss any of our podcasts. Thanks for listening.